Okay, today's daf is Gittin daf Nun Beis. We are holding on the top of Nun Beis Amaral. We're at the Mishnah Nun Beis Amaral. Today we're going to discuss an apotropos shel yisomim. What exactly are the responsibilities and the obligations of an apotropos when he deals with the nichsei yisomim? We're going to discuss different types of apotropos. And sometimes an apotropos is appointed by the father before the father died. Sometimes the apotropos is appointed by the basin. And sometimes it just happens the yisomim gravitate toward an apotropos. So we're going to have all three different types of apotropos. In Aleph. If you look at the uh, Tzura Sadaf, it looks a little bit like an Agata to Gemara. And in fact, we have five stories on Amar Aleph. Four of them are about selling Nichsa Yisomim, and one is uh, more of a parenthetical uh, story, but five stories on Amar Aleph. And then we're also going to discuss when Yisomim can and cannot retract from a sale, meaning normally a person, we assume just giving money alone is not enough to make a Kenyan. Maybe for Yisomim sometimes we'll say that it's different, that even if no act of Kenyan was done, just giving money would be enough. Sometimes a Kenyan is enough without money. So we're going to discuss when uh, when, when it is a, good, uh, a binding sale, when it's not. On Ahmed Bey's, we're going to talk about at what point uh, we fire an Apotropos, how bad he has to be for us to get rid of an Apotropos, and then we're going to explain each Shita in the Mishnah about when an apotropus has to, uh, what kind of apotropus has to swear at the end of his uh, uh, period of apotropus, of being an apotropus. Uh, so some types of apotropus have to swear that they didn't take anything, that they didn't uh, do anything inappropriate by taking any of the sum's property. So is that only an apotropus that was appointed by the father? Is that only an apotropus that was appointed by Beisdin? Or is it both uh, an apotropus appointed by the father and appointed by Beisdin? What the svara for each of those three shitos is? And the Gemara is going to try to come to some halachic conclusion. Which of those shitos we paskin like la halacha? So let's begin with the Mishnah. If you have Yisomim that rely on a certain balabayis, meaning they sort of gravitated to uh, to rely on this person as an apotropos, but Rashi says, it's, this did not come. This was not someone who was appointed by their father, nor by Beisdin. Oh, or you have a case where a father appointed an apotropos. Either way, the apotropos is obligated to be to take chumas maestros from the peros of the yisum, so that the yisumim won't end up eating tevel. The Adaris uh, points out that uh, that that's a problem because that that that, uh, that that implies that it's our problem to worry that yisumim don't eat tevel. Well, what exactly is the issue over there that yisumim don't eat tevel? Normally, yisum so it's not a chivan basin to be mafresh yasa muzini something that uh, that he should that that we generally wouldn't uh, eat. There's no din of chinuch because there's no parent over here, so it must be that in general we view tevel as something that's forbidden food, and therefore there's nis of los achilim that you're not allowed to give him that which is usher to eat. So that's why they have to take trumos and maisos. Now note, the first line of the Mishnah does not discuss the third type of apotropos. never talks about an apotropos that was appointed by Bezdin. So the Rashba writes, yeah, Kavachomer, if Bezdin appointed him as an apotropos, where Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker, they have the authority to do whatever they want, so then they can certainly uh, take the trumos and maisos from the Nechsei Yisomim. It's even if it wasn't appointed by Bezdin, so we can't apply Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker, still they have the right to take trumos Second halach in the Mishnah, Apetropos Shaminu Avi Yisomim Yishava Minu Beizdin Lo Yishava Abishalom Rechilu Fadvarim. 
two opinions what type of apotropos has to swear when it's all over. The Tanakama holds that if he was appointed by, Be- by Avi Yisomim, he swears, but not if he was appointed by Bezdin. Abishol says the opposite. Now note again, it doesn't talk about all three types of apotropos over here. This time, we mentioned Minu Bezdin, and we mentioned Minu Avi Yisomim. We're leaving out the apotropos who sort of just happens on its own. So that there were some Mechal Shulchano. So that, the reason the Mishnah leaves it out is because apparently it's supposed to be obvious whether he's, whether he's obligated to swear or not. The question is, obvious that he is or obvious that he's not obligated to swear? And that is Machlokas Rishonim. The Ravid and the Ramban write that Vadai were not Choshesh at someone who's metapel be Yisomen be'atzmo, that a guy on his own decides to take care of the Yisomen, that he's Misham lo ta'chastova, that all of a sudden he's going to start stealing things. So, uh, but an Apotropos that was appointed by Bezin or by the Avi Yisomen is, uh, is, is Nenev from it, that everyone knows that he's an Ishneman, so it's clearly not out of just the generosity of his own, uh, of his own heart that he's doing it, whereas the rush holds that no, Yichayv Shvua, because it's it's uh, uh, we, we that that Dafka he should be Yichayv Shvua if it happened on its own, because we don't know who this guy is. When we knew Avi Yisom or we knew Beisdin, so at least we know who he is. Someone appointed him; he must have been a trustworthy person. If the father of Beisdin handpicked this guy as the Apotropos, but if uh, if a guy just happened to become the Apotropos because Yisom relied on him, this could be anybody. So we were definitely going to make him swear in that case. So that's the Machlokas Rishonim about the third type of Abitropos that's not mentioned in the second part of the Mishnah. Says Minhu. I'll ask you, Steve, we're going back on the first part of the Mishnah. We said that an Abitropos is allowed to take Trumas and Maisos on behalf of the Yisomim. So ask the Gemara Stira, Atem Velo Shutfin, Atem Velo Arisin. The Pasuk, when it talks about taking Trumas, says, Kain Tarimu Gam Atem. What is the word Atem teaching me? So it teaches me that a Shutof is not allowed to take on his, uh, on, on his partner's Chelek. He's not allowed to take Truma. Atem Velo Arisin. A sharecropper is not allowed to take. He's not authorized to take Truma. Atem Velo Apotropin. And an Apotropin is not authorized to take Trumas and Maisos. Velo Shalom. And also, so, someone who's tari mesheinu shalom, someone who's taking truma from things that aren't his, is not allowed to take truma. Rashi points out that this isn't really another case. It's a, we already said shutfin arisin apetropin. Those are all examples of einu shalom. So explaining that the reason why shutfin arisin and apetropin are not allowed to take truma from Isis is all because they are einu they are einu shalom. Um, the inami Rashi says zuvein sarchlomer zukatani, or maybe einu shalom just means someone who has no whatsoever, and we're saying that uh, we're starting with the greater Chiddush and working our way down to the lesser Chiddush. That even if he has a serious Shaykhus with the with the uh, produce, he's the Apotropos, he's a Shutaf, he's an Aris, even then he's not allowed to take Truma. For sure, Eino Shalom, for sure, if it's not even his at all, that he's not allowed to take, uh, that he's not allowed to ta- take Truma. Amr of Chisto lo Kasha, kan lahachil kan laniach. So isn't it a steer? Our Mishnah said that Apotropos is allowed to take Truma, and here we have a Bryce that says he's not allowed to take Truma, Gemara says, no, big difference. One is talking about where the Yisomim want to eat the produce, so then of course you got to take the Truma, because you don't want to feed them Tevel, but if it's just Lahaniach, you're just going to store it till they become Gedolim anyway, so no, nothing's going to happen to it, no one's eating it now anyway, so then wait till they become Gedolim, and they'll take the Truma. Why would we take it for them? So then we would say, HaTem Apetropin. Vatanya, we have a Brisa, it says, just like this, HaPetropin, Tormen, Masr, Lahachiv, Lo Laniach, that HaPetropin can take Truma Samaisos only if 
if it's to give them to eat, but not laniach, not to just put it aside. And you can sell for them uh, uh, animals and avadim and shvachos and houses and fields and vineyards. All lahachil avalolaniach. All if it's uh, if it's to, to give them to eat, uh, that they should be able to use that money. Meaning you're allowed to uh, sell off items if they need the money to be able to live right now, but not laniach that uh, to just put it aside. So that uh, that, that that should just be a covered for them. Umochlem peros yenos shmanim slasos lahachil avalolaniach, and you can sell for them also peros uh, fruits and wines and oils and uh, and flour also lahachil avalolahani. And Rashi points out, why, why not to just to have it? Because it might get stolen. Or because we don't, meaning the money might get stolen if you sell these things off. Or if you sell these things off, then it's, it's minimizing the estate. People don't know how much, how much money they have in the bank. But if, they, have, uh, if they, have, they own these fields and vineyards and all of these properties, so that's a Shavach Beisavien. Then it looks like that the father left a vibrant to state for them, so that's uh, that's more of a covet for the family. Not only that, the Apotropos also va'oslan lulav va'arava v'suka v'tzitzis v'kaldover sheyish lokitzvelas yeshofar. The Apotropos has to make sure that they have a lulav and they have an arava and they have a sukkah and they have tzitzis and anything that has a set amount where it's not just going to be endless in terms of how much you have to spend. The Apotropos has to take care of that. Now, generally speaking. The uh, Mishnah says at the uh, at the end of Maseches Yuma that we're mechanich ketanim to fast on Yom Kippur. And Mishabura and Simon Tafnun writes that there's no chinuch to fast for katan to fast on Tishbav or Shavas Rabbitamus. It's dafka Yom Kippur that we're mechanich ketanim to to fast. And uh, Luchora, the reason is Rosh Hashanah points out in Be'ikveyat Son at the end of Simon Chav Beis that the reason is that uh, that we have to be mechanich children in mitzvos, but we don't have to be mechanich children in avel. There's no din of chinuch and avelus and tishbav and shavas betamus. These are dinim of avelus. So we pass on lalacha that there's no chinuch and avelus. As in kudus kesef in yardei asim shemem, commenting on the taz over there in sifkat and tezvav, that there is no chinuch and avelus even when a katan is higiel chinuch. So as Rav Shechter points out, lechora one would one could argue that we should be mechanich a katan to fast on tainus esther because tainus esther is clearly not bedine avelus. Tainus esther is a fast of simcha. It's a fast of ranra that it's a fast where we celebrate the power of tefillah, meaning we're celebrating, look, that the, the, the Yeshua came right after we were in Misano Mispalel, right after we fasted and we daven. So we're celebrating the power of tefillah. It's a celebratory fast. Taina Shal Simcha. So uh, I, but Taina Sester is only a minag. So Rav Shachta points out, but you see from this Gemara that we're mechanich from minhagim as well. Why? Because Arava is only a minag. And nevertheless, the Apotropos has to buy an Arava. What is Arava? I mean, we're not talking about the Arava Shabalulav. We already said Lulav. Lulav means the Dalad Minim. So when we say that we're buying him Arava, it means Arava outside of a Lulav, which is only a Minag. So you see that uh, that Arava uh, Voshanarava, that we even are Mechanich Kitanim for Minhagim. We're just not Mechanich them for Avela. So then Lechora, we should be Mechanich Kitanim to fast for Tainus Esther. Now the um, the idea of the uh, of, of, of the of, of the Arava being used for the uh, for for the for the child over here um, is uh, the 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 Shulchan Aruch writes that in Roshan Rabbah we take an Arava aside from the Arava Shabalulav but we don't make a bracha on it and you're not supposed to be Yotze with the Arava Shabalulav even if you pick it up twice 
not good enough. You have to have a separate arava. And then he says, Some say you can just pick up the lulav twice, and that's perfectly fine as well. So the Mishaburu quotes in Berkuri Yaakov that even the first sheet that says you're not supposed to be guilty with arava shabalulav, that's only if you keep the arava in the lulav. But if you take the arava out of the lulav, then you can be yotze with the arava shabalulav. But the Tshuva uh, Zakan Aaron, Rav Aaron Vulcan, uh, writes that Luchora, we can prove from our Gemara that you cannot be Yotze with our Rav Shabalulav. Because our Petropsim are not allowed to just spend randomly in Nichsei Somim. They can't just go and spend on things that are not necessary. If you were able to use our Rav Shabalulav, then we would never have authorized the Petropsim to be Osana Lulav ve Arava. The Petropsim would have just been authorized to buy a Lulav and let the Yisomim take the Arava out of the Lulav and they'll do that for the uh, Mitzvah Arava. But then the Chuvas Kanaron says, man, maybe it's not such a great raya because it says Osin Lahen. It sounds like there are multiple Yasomim. So yeah, you only need to be buy one Lulav for multiple Yasomim because they could all share a Lulav. But they can't all share an Arava because once one does Chibut Arava, then the others aren't allowed to do Chibut Arava with the same Arava. So he says, maybe that's why they, they're authorized to buy an Arava because they can't share the same, uh, the same Arava. So even if you, one of them could reuse the Arava Shabalulav, the other ones can't reuse the Arava Shabalulav if they only bought one lulav. The, the problem is where he got that idea from, that you're not allowed to use uh, the same arava for chibut arava twice. It doesn't seem that that's the assumption of most of the poskim. Svasemis and the Bikuri Yaakov and Rav Ozner and Shevet Alevi, they all say that uh, what would be the problem? That it's a double pashat, that once someone used arava for chibut arava, there would be no problem whatsoever with someone else using that same arava for chibut arava. So it's unclear why he assumes that that you're not allowed to reuse it. But that's why the, the, the uh, poskim pay careful attention over here that it mentions Arava aside from mentioning Lulav. And we also buy for the Yisomim Sefer Torah and Tefillin well Sefer Torah is because they need to learn so they need to learn Mikra Ben Chamish Le Mikra so they already need to learn when they're very young Tefillin certainly so Tefillin also we need to buy for them because apparently they need to put on Tefillin now Shulchan says you don't put on Tefillin before Bar Mitzvah you put on Tefillin uh, you know when, when uh, the Gemara says when the Katan is your when he knows how to keep a gufnaki, then he should already, you should already be mechanichim in tefillin. Shulchan Aruch seems to assume that we don't put on tefillin until, uh, until the kids bar mitzvah. Magen Avram says our minig is to start a couple of months earlier, a couple of months before the bar mitzvah to put uh, to put tefillin on the on the child. But there is the poskim discussed that there is a practice that dafka for yasom he puts on tefillin much earlier. That when a boy doesn't have a father, then we're mechanichim a year earlier. Was minig Yerushalayim and uh, many many. Uh, different minhagim to start much much earlier. The question is why. So there are a couple of different approaches that the post can have is why we start earlier. In the Atzmos Yosef, he suggests that uh, that that, uh, that that since the mashmos of the postkim is that uh, a katan uh, is a mamish, his father is uh, is 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 to be mechanichim in tefillin. So even though the minig is to wait till he's thirteen years old, like the Rama writes in Simul Zayin, that's only when he has a father. But when he doesn't have a father, we have to assume that if he was alive, he would have done the. Not like the not like the Ramah says, and like the Beis Yosef and the Tassi in the name of the Medrash that even Mesim need Kapara. So he highlights this additional point that why is Yasum different? So it's not only because he doesn't have a father, so we have to do the best Chinuch possible, but Mesim require Kapara. So we need as many mitzvos the children doing as many mitzvos as possible is going to be a much greater Kapara for the parent. It's also uh, suggested in the Chuvus Mishnah Alachs or Menashe Klein suggests that maybe they put on tefillin earlier because uh, children who don't have parents 
parents very often have to become adults much more quickly. They take on responsibilities that other children don't have. And the chiv of chinuch is when a child is ready for it, when he's emotionally ready for it, when he's, uh, when he's mature enough for it. Unfortunately, those kids mature much more quickly. So, uh, so he's going to be emotionally ready for it a little bit earlier. That's another suggestion as to why it is. And the uh, third suggestion in, in Likute Mariach, he suggests that no, the some put on tefillin earlier is because let's say a father takes a month to teach the kid how to put on tefillin. Every day he notices if he does something wrong, he doesn't do it right. So he's going to uh, correct him and he'll put it on properly. But uh, who's taking care of the yasam to teach him how to put on tefillin? It's whoever happens to be sitting next to him in shul that day. So it's a different guy every single day. So if he's not getting consistent instruction, it may take longer till he gets the hang of it. Whereas someone's getting consistent instruction from the same uh, father, it will take le- a, less, a smaller amount of time. But, uh, but you see this Indian that there's chinuch for tefillin. So it's not just when he becomes bar mitzvah. And not only that, in the zonos, the called over sheyashol kitzvah megillah. And anything that has a set price or a set amount where it's not just going to be endless, including megillah, the, uh, the father, um, the, 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 the has to take care of the yisam. Ve'in poskan aleim tzedakah, but you're not allowed to be posk tzedakah for them, you're not allowed to give tzedakah for them, Rashi says, because e'en la kitzvah, da bekal shayta kaimi aniyim, nimsum nechseim kalim, because there's no limit, there, there could be a line of uh, people collecting tzedakah that's endless. Ve'in podin aleim es ha-shvuyin, can't do pidin shvuyin with their money, bekal dover she'en lo kitzvah, le'esuri tanchumei avelim, or anything else that's e'en lo kitzvah, including tanchumei avelim. Tanchumei avelim, why does that cost money? Don't you just go and say, amakum yinachim? What does it mean, Tanchume Avelim? So it's an interesting tshuva in Shevet Alevi Chalpesim and Reshvav. There's a halach in Shulchan Aruch that you're not allowed to be Shalech Manos to an Avel. That's why we don't, we're not Mishlach Manos, we don't do Mishlach Manos to an Avel. You're not allowed to send gifts of food to an Avel. So why is it that throughout Shiva that's all people do? They're always sending gifts of food to a base Avel? What? The, the din of Avelis doesn't apply during Shiva? Adraba, during Shiva, it should be the strongest din of Avelis. Rav Asner writes, certainly that halacha applies during Shiva as well. But apparently we see from here that there are two types of food gifts. There are gifts that are manos, that are stam, gifts of reus and friendship, and then there are gifts of tanchume avelim. If the gift is betoras, tanchume avelim, that's matter. How do you see that there's a gift called tanchume avelim? Because the Gemara is assuming that it costs money to do tanchume avelim. So it must be something that costs something. So it must be that you're sending food, and that's, that's midin, tanchume avelim. That's not midin, uh, the iser of mishlach manos. And Apatrabin cannot go to within Torah to fight on behalf of the Yisomim, whether it's uh, to, to, be, uh, to, to make them lose or to make them win. Well, Zakos, am I low? If they're going to win, so why not? Why can't the Apatrabin be Mizakos for the Yisomim? No, they, if, if the, they went to try to, to try to win something for the Yisomim and then they lost, that loss doesn't mean anything because the Apatrabin is not authorized to lose for the Yisomim. Wait till they get older they'll deal with it. The Apatrabas can't decide. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's inconvenient for the Yisam to own these properties that are so far away, so let's sell the far-off properties and we'll buy instead closer properties or these properties aren't uh, the best properties. Let's sell these properties and we'll buy better properties for them. No, they're not allowed to do that. My time, because maybe what they're about to buy is going to be flooded and is going to be destroyed, so you just have to leave it as is. Whatever property they own. You have to take care of those properties, but you're not allowed to sell those properties. are not allowed to sell fields that were owned by the Yisomim and buy Avadim in, in their place, but they're allowed to sell Avadim 
and buy fields in their place. They also cannot sell avadim and buy fields. Because we're afraid that uh, that they're not going to stay, that uh, that the fields aren't going to stay with the person. Sometimes you buy a field and then it's Yatzalavir or someone has a claim on the field. This was stolen from me, this was taken from me, it's Nechasim Shabadim and he's got uh, this guy owed me money. So you, you don't want to have the risk of buying something new where you don't know the whole story and the history of that field. Abishabbos is not allowed to send out an Evet to be free, but the Abishabbos could sell the Evet to someone else and let that somebody else be Meshachar the Evet. Rebbe Omer Omer and he afu nosin to me atzma v'yotzim and ishu kumokrolo that the guy can, the Evet can can uh, buy himself out because that's the same as selling him to someone else what's the difference if you sell him to someone else or you sell him to himself to sell the Evid is fine and at the end of the period of him being an Apotropos once the Yasam becomes a Godol so they have to make a Cheshbin and uh, the Apotropos is going to have to swear that he didn't take anything says not necessary that a qualified Apotropos should not be Nashim Avadim Katanim, each for different reasons. Rashi points out Nashim because they're usually not well versed in business practices, so they don't know how to do Kinyanim and how to take care of an estate properly. Avadim we don't trust, and Katanim we, we we think they're very honest and they're sweet, but they're, they're not they're not Bnei Das, so we certainly can't uh, have them dealing with the estate. Uh, I mean, the whole point of having Abtrupin is because Katanim can't handle it, so we don't uh, so the, the, we appoint an Abtrupin for Katanim, so we're certainly not. Going to take another cut on to be the Apotropos. But the meaning of Avi but if the Avi has appointed Nashim Avadim or Katanim, the Avi Yisamim is uh, authorized to do so. The Rashba and the Ran have a gear, so not Arashos Biyado, but Arashos Biyadon, meaning if in the father's life the Av uh, uh, the, the, the appointed these people to deal with his estate, so then Bezdin can have them be the Apotropos as well. So it's not that the Avi Yisamim appointed them as an Apotropos, it just means that if we know that the father used to trust these people, these Nashim Avadim Muktanim, then Bezdin is allowed to make them the Apotropos in the father's absence. Now the Gemara tells five stories. That there was an Apotropos in Rameir's neighborhood who would sell land and buy Avadim with it. Rameir said, You're not allowed to do that. We just learned you're not allowed to sell the land of the Yisom in order to buy Avadim. So Rameir saw in a dream, Here I'm trying to destroy these. For whatever reason, wanted to destroy these some and you're you're foiling my plan. You're having you're building up their uh, the, their portfolio by making sure that they keep all the good investments and that they don't buy any bad investments. Even though he was shown that uh, that was the plan of the Rebbeinu in the dream, he didn't pay any attention to the dream. Because it says dreams are worthless. Dreams don't make a difference in our decisions. So that's a stira throughout Shas. When we assume when we assume that we do pay attention to uh, to dreams, the Gemara in Sanhedrin has such a story where it tells that a fellow uh, had a, had a dream that uh, his father came to him and said that I, I left you some money and it's in this place and it's buried in that area and you go into the area and you find it and it's there and it's this amount of money. Oh, and by the way, it's my Sheni money. So the Gemara over there says he went and he looked and he found and sure enough, that exact amount of money was in the exact place. Halach is he doesn't have to worry that it's my Sheni money. 
Because you have to pay attention to dreams. Ah, but the dream was right about everything else. It doesn't matter. You don't have to pay attention to the dreams. The dream was right about everything else because he probably knew it subconsciously. So uh, it came through in a dream. But you don't have to listen to every detail of a dream. Yet, on the other hand, so you need a heterlinidoyo when a person is put in nidoy in a dream. So when we assume that we have to worry about dreams and when not is a major discussion in the postgame. The Tashbait suggests that whenever it's in a, that we treat every dream like a suffix. So suffix mamun hamotzi mechavera lav haraya. You want to tell me this is my sushani money and it's not my money? So prove it. But a suffix a suffix nidoy is sakana. Nidoy is that a curse that a person should die. So that's a suffix sakana. So then you need to be matir the uh, the the, the suffix sakana. So okay, and there are other approaches as well. Rav Asher Weiss has a very nice piece I think on Parshas Vayeshev about about uh, the the status of dreams. Three or four different approaches. So the status of dreams. There was uh, another story. There were two two guys that uh, that the Satan used to bother all the time. That every Erev Shabbos, you know, just to, close to Shabbos, they'd get into these terrible uh, machlokas. So Meir went there. And he stayed there for three Erev Shabbosos. Till he was able to make sure that they were able to uh, to make to make peace. And Rameir overheard, like Abbaskal saying, Oy vey, Rameir's thrown the Satan out of his house. Because here the Satan was being Merakid binan, and Rameir came up with a plan to get rid of the Satan by making shalom between these two people. The Benish Chai has a whole marach about this. Mishabura writes in Sim Reish Samach Beis that the Zohar and the Mekubalim, his Hiruma owed that there shouldn't be any machlokas on Shabbos Chas Vashalom, especially Benish Ishto. And he quotes from this Gemara in Gitin that Hanabe Trey, that specifically it's a time where there's a terrible Yetzer Hara for Machlokas, uh, certainly right before Shabbos, and we have to be very, very careful we shouldn't go into Shabbos with any sort of Machlokas. So the Ben Eshchayim, Parshas Vayero, right, writes in the name of the Chidav, that this is an ace mesuk on the machlokas after mincha or mincha time in erev Shabbos, it's an ace mesuk on the machlokas. Sitra achra uh, is very very busy to try to get machlokas to happen, and uh, Ben Ishchai goes on to say, and if someone does something wrong in the house on erev Shabbos, you have to realize they don't have bechiru chafis. It's not really they're, 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 It's not them doing it. The satan is making is putting every nisayon in place in order for you to get angry and for you to get upset about something. So the wife forgets to do something, the kid doesn't do the chore, this one doesn't do. So it's 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 or this one does something wrong or whatever. It's it's not their fault. It's the satan doing it. So you have to think about it that way. That uh, what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to get angry at them for what the satan did. So you can't get angry at these things. This is the satan trying to get us to get angry on Arab Shabbos. I think Rabbi friend once had a chuvah drasha dedicated specifically to this, to fighting on uh, on Arab Shabbos, and he said, "Eat satova, make sure that the table is set already before chatzos on Arab Shabbos, and then you'll uh, or I think it was Thursday night. Set the table on Thursday night, and then it's one less." and then uh, for the last half hour before Shabbos nothing should be done you know he said it's a different time then uh, then you could relax a little bit okay for some it works for some it doesn't there was an apotropist in the neighborhood of Rabbi Shoban Levi that he would sell land and buy oxen with the land with the money and Rabbi Shoban Levi didn't stop him so he says because I the, 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 the,
Gemara says that it must be that the reason he didn't criticize him for doing this, even though you generally not let us sell land of the Yisomim, uh, is because an ox is considered critical to the land. In fact, when they used to refer to their shar, they would call their shar their field, because you can't have a field if you don't have an ox to work the field. So it's a critical, it's one of the tools of having a field. So that's why you're allowed to sell land in order to buy an ox. And it's interesting, said so they we wouldn't call ishti ishti, it would call ishti basi. The Maram Shiv says that Rabbi Yossi would call because there's a medrash that Rabbi Yossi had a terrible marriage. His wife was terrible. She was uh, she was Russia, so he would call her uh, he would call her basi. That was it was an insult. But generally, I think we assume that no, that it's a, it's an endearing term. That she's the akaris abayis. She's what keeps the the house together. One of the achronim points out that it's strange because the medrash is talking about Rabbi Yossi Aglili. Our is talking about Rabbi Yossi ben Chalafta. It's not even the same Rabbi Yossi that uh, that had the. Uh, so we assume that it's uh, they, they quote from the Maril that it's the derech haolam that people don't call their wives by their or their husbands by their by the first names that they have some sort of pet name. So he says, I, my pet name for my wife was Basie. That's uh, that's what I would call her. That instead of calling uh, instead of calling uh, calling her by her name. Okay, Hanu Yasmita There were some that relied on a certain uh, elderly woman, Havlu Tursa, and uh, they had an ox, Shaklov and she took it and sold it for them. What's going on over here? Why is she selling it? These are you some that are relying on this balabais and that are allowed to do what uh, the balabais is therefore the the post facto apotropos, de facto apotropos. But it went up in value after she sold it. Yeah, but she already sold it. What are you going to do? Sometimes, sometimes things go up in value. But it hasn't been paid for yet. So maybe we could still back out on the sale. On behalf of the Oh, the money wasn't paid yet, then we could rely on Rav Chaniloi Baridi Amashmol. Dom Rav Chaniloi Baridi Amashmol. Nixay Yisam Marein Kehegdish Vlamakniel Bekaspa. That Nixay Yisam is treated like Hegdish, where the Kinyan is not final until money has been transferred. So even though there was a Maisa Kinyan done on the Shar, the children could still back out so long as they haven't been paid. A fifth story. Chamri Dravanu Ukva Yasma. The wine of the Yisomim of Ravana Utva, Mashkoba Arba Arba. They, uh, someone did a Kenyan on them with the agreement that he'd pay four Zuz for each uh, barrel. Vayakar Shisa Shisa. After the Kenyan was made, they went up in value. Now it's six for each barrel. That if the money hasn't been paid yet, even if they did Mashicha, the Yisom could still back out on this deal and they can get the wine back and then they can reset sell it for more money. Now the Gemara is going to go through various types of kinyanim that when we can back out for the Yisomim and when we can't. So if someone did a Meshicha on the uh, Paris of the Yisomim and they went up in value, so that's exactly Rav Chanilai Baridi, that it hasn't been paid for yet, they could still back out. Zul, if it went down in value, then uh, the, the, the buyer is not allowed to back out because even if you were to do a Meshicha from buying from a regular person, he's not allowed to back out because he already did a Meshicha. So when buying from Yisomim, even though generally speaking, in order for it to be final, there needs to be money, that's only the Tovasan Shal Yisomim, but not to make it worse for the Yisomim. Im Shichlu, Pirili Asmi, Ayaker, if let's say someone was Moshech, the Peros for the Yisomim, the Yisomim are the buyers, and then it went up in value, 
So the Yisomim want to keep it, even though they didn't pay for it yet. Okay, that's a Kenyan. They're allowed to keep it, just like by a Hedyot. You do a Kenyan, that's all you need. Zul, they went down in value. So we thought maybe the Yisomim should be able to back out of the deal if the payrolls they just bought went down in value, because Rav Chani Baridi says if it hasn't been paid for yet, the Kenyan's not final. That would be bad for them, to, to allow them to back out on this deal. Because sometimes they're going to need payros and no one's going to be willing to do business with them because they know that if those payros go down in value, the kid's just going to back out of the deal. So no one's going to be willing to sell them until they actually give the money. And that ultimately is going to be bad for them. You've got to keep a long-term view. For this transaction, it may be better for them, but long-term, it's going to be bad for them. Let's say the Yisom just paid money, but they didn't do the actual Kinyin yet. And then it went down in value. So uh, just like a head could back out, so the the Yisum could back out as well. A yaker, if they went up in value, so we thought, okay, maybe the Yisumim can say that we're, we insist that we keep the, these payrolls, even though we haven't made a kinyan on them yet, because we gave money. No, that will actually not be in their best interest. Because if they can back out before they take possession of the produce, then uh, if anything happens to that produce, the person has no uh, as, as no reason to try to protect the produce. He'll say, okay, there's a fire burning, let the fire, it's not mine anyway, it's the Yisomim's anyhow, so let the fire go burn it down. So we want uh, to, to look out for the Yisomim, we, we make it that they can't, uh, that, 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 they, uh, that, that it's a, they already took possession of it, that it's as if they already took possession. Let's say someone paid them money for fruits, and again, no Kenyan was done yet, just money. And then the fruits went up in value, so the Yisomim want the fruits back, so they can get the fruits back. Only money was paid. Zul, but they went down in value, and now the children do not want, the guy wants to return the fruits, but the Yisom don't want to take them back. So we thought like Rav Chanilai Baridi, sale is final, even though there was no Kenyan, even though only money was paid. No, long-term view, that's actually bad for them to do that. Because sometimes they're going to need money, and no one's going to be willing to give them money until they actually take possession of the payrolls that these some of them are selling. And we don't want, and sometimes these some are going to need money more quickly than that, where they're not going to be able to give the payrolls right now. So we want to make it as easy as possible in the future for them to get the money, and that's why in this case, we, uh, we, we, we can't say that if it goes down in value that we're going to lo- rely on Rav Chanilai Baridi, that, it's, uh, that the sale is final already with just the transference of money. Am Rav Ashi, Anav Rav Kana Chasmin Ashtar Di'imi Di'ziri Yasma. He says, I and Rav Kana signed on a star of the mother of Zi'iri Yasma, the Mizabna Ara Lekarga, below Achrazasa, that uh, she would sell land of the Yisomim for to, to pay for the cargo, which is a type of uh, tax, without being machris first. Normally, in order to sell land of Yisomim, you need to be machris for 30 days. You need to announce for 30 days, take advertisements in the real estate section of the newspapers that you're selling the land, and uh, hopefully then you'll get the best price. You'll start a bidding war. People will uh, be interested. When you're selling for the purpose of paying the carga or the mizonos, or for the sake of kvura, then you could sell without 
without uh, without being machris. Well, so uh, Rashi point, Tosus points out of here lekvura hapshita dein mantinim lekvar semesad mishalmi yom hachraza. Clearly, we don't need this chiddush to tell me that you, you that you uh, that you don't wait thirty days until you uh, till till uh, you until um, you bury the dead. Obviously, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna bury the dead, then uh, then if you're gonna have to wait thirty days to bury the dead, that's a terrible violation of those selling. You're not allowed to leave a person unburied. So clearly, what we're talking about over here is just saying that we we don't have to do the announcements for thirty days to pay back for the expenses of the kvura. But 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 uh, you don't need a chiddush to tell me that we wouldn't delay the kvura. That's obvious. Amram Tziva Petropa Diasmiyava. Amram Tziva was an Petropas of Yisomim, and apparently he was doing a terrible job. Also, Krovim Lekameder of Nachman. The Krovim of the Yisomim came to Rav Nachman. I'm like Halavish from Mirsimiyasmi. He all of a sudden he's wearing these fancy suits, and he's, hey, this is coming straight from the money of the Yisomim. He's taking some liberties with this estate. Amaluki Echid Zostam and Milei. So they said, well, he has to. He has to dress the part if he's going to do business with their uh, with their estate. People have to take him seriously. So part of uh, taking him seriously is so he has to drive. Nice car, and he has to wear nice clothing, so he has to. So it's 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 all fair game. But they said no. But he's he's eating and drinking. He's eating and drinking from their from their nechassim, and he's not such an ashir that he was able to afford this on his own. It's definitely coming from his nechassim. So uh, maybe he found a mitzia. Maybe he just won the lottery or something. But every deal he makes is a losing deal. He keeps losing money. You know what? Bring me witnesses that that's true, and then we'll fire him. If the apachabas is actually mafsid, we get rid of him. It's a machlok as whether we would fire him for such a thing, but we pass in that yes, we would fire him for such a thing. So now the Gemara is going to explain the stadim of the machlokas that we had between the Tanakam and Abishal about when an apachabas, what type of apachabas takes a shvua. So apachabas, the Tanakama said that if he was appointed by the Avi Yisomim, that guy's going to have to take a shvua. My time, huh? Why would he have to take a shvua? Because he loved had it not been that the father had done him favors, he never would have accepted to be the apotropus. It must be that the, that he owed the father one. So Mishum Shvua lost you the So he was he's going to accept the job as an apotropus, even knowing that he's going to have to take a shvua because he owes this to the father. So we could make him take a shvua. We don't have to worry that it's going to be hard to find someone who's willing to be an apotropus. Minuhu Beizdin Lo Yishava. If he was appointed by Beizdin, he doesn't take a shvua. Why not? Milsa Bialmahuda of the because this guy had no relationship with the father, he didn't know the father anything, and he was just asked by the basin to do this big mitzvah. So if uh, you're going to make him take a shvua, he's going to say, "What do I need this aggravation for? You want me to do a mitzvah? I'll do a mitzvah, but you're going to make me take a shvua about it? Not interested. It's going to be very difficult for basin to find anyone who's willing to be an apotropos." says, "No, it's fakert. It's exactly the opposite. That the guy who's appointed by basin does have to take a shvua. My time, why? Minu." There's a big honor in being selected by the Beisdin as the one who's so trustworthy that you're the one that's in charge of the estate of Yisomim. So since he's getting such hanah that it's great for business, it's great for his name, everyone's going to know that he's such an Erlich guy that even Beisdin trusted him with the Yisomim. So just because he's going to have to take a Shua, that's not going to discourage him from accepting
accepting the job, of course he's going to want the job if it does if it enhances his reputation. But if he was appointed by the Avi Yisomim, he's not going to take a shvua because that's stam, something that uh, he was doing as a favor for the father. So if you make him take a shvua, he's not going to be interested in doing favors at the expense of having to take a shvua. That we paskin like Abba Shaul, that it's uh, that it's chiluf hadvarim. That if he's minu bezin, he takes a shvua. But if it's avi yisomim, he doesn't take a shvua. Interesting. We say hilchasakabeshol, but the very next line, tiny. We have a brisa. Rabbi Lozer ben Yaakov amrus zevizayishava valachal kedvarav. Rabbi Lozer ben Yaakov says they both swear, both uh, minu bezin and uh, and avi yisomim, and we paskin that way, like Rabbi Lozer ben Yaakov. So we have a hilchasav versus a halacha kedvarav. Plus we know the klal and halacha is mishnas Rabbi Lozer ben Yaakov. Kavinaki, the Gemara says, Nerevin Samach Beis and Beis. But nevertheless, Rabbi Tam quoted Tosavir says that we pass like Abba Shaul, and we ignore the the, the Hilchasa in the Brisa because we're in the Medin Alacha Mipit Talmud that a Hilchasa in the Brisa is not what determines the Alacha. Tani Rav Tachlifu Bar Marav Kamei Rabbi Avo Ab Shabbos Shemenu Avi Yisomim Yishav Neshu Nosei Sachar that he's getting paid when he's appointed by the Avi Yisomim, so that's why he's going to have to take a Shvua. Amalei At Isis. Kava vekayalisle. He says, "What are you talking about? That, that he's uh, that he's a nosei sachar. He's not getting paid uh, anything." Doesn't mean that he's actually a shomer sachar. It means he's uh, he's like he's he's like a, a nosei sachar. Meaning, how could Atkiyavus kava vekayalisle is an expression? You brought a measuring utensil and you measured all apetropsim with the same measuring utensil. How can you make such a cloud that every apetropsim that was appointed by aviyusom is a shomer sachar? He's not. So we're saying, no, he's like a Shomer Sachar, because even if he's doing it for free, we don't have to worry that he's not going to want to do it, because if the Aviyah had not done him some favor, had not, there not been some relationship, he never would have taken the job in the first place. Okay, but tomorrow we discuss Hazak Shein and Nikar, starting from that Mishnah. Oh, yeah. cool.